Photography chat with Merlin. Photography chat with Merlin. Welcome to another episode of the Photography Chat. We're uh, season three, episode 17 with Sarah Button joining us from Marfa, Texas. You want to take a moment to uh, introduce yourself, Sarah? Hi, my name is Sarah. Um, I live in Marfa, Texas, and I own a film shop out here called Marfa Film Shop. That's exciting. And how long have you been running the Marfa Film Shop for now? Uh, we opened our doors last October um, and going pretty strong ever since then. Um, we don't ship any film out or any cameras, just like the t-shirts and merch. So we can make sure that the people who come through and the people who live in town have a steady stream of, uh, camera accessories and film and stuff like that. That's awesome. So is there a lot of locals that, um, you know, come and frequent it or is it mostly just like hipsters traveling through Marfa? Uh, there's a lot of both. There's so many people in town though, like people who live here regularly, who shoot film, people who have dark rooms inside of their homes and stuff like that. It's pretty incredible. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. And in what, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I I was just kind of curious because originally you were out in the Dallas Fort Worth Denton area. What, what drew you out to Marfa? Well, uh, not to bring the chat down or anything, but I had moved back to East Texas briefly um, in 2017, right before my father passed away, to help my mom raise uh, my two nephews. And um, I was living out in Lufkin with her, and we decided to get the hell out of East Texas. (laughs) And uh, we moved to uh, West Texas. So uh, coming out here, I don't know, I've been traveling out here for, a decade or so um, before having moved out here. So it's always been a dream to live out here and took the chance and I'm doing it. So, yeah. That's exciting. I I have yet to adventure out to West West Texas, but one of my favorite albums has West Texas in the name. Um, It's the Mountain Goats one, All Hail Will, West Texas. I had a feeling that might have been it. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a great one. And it was kind of interesting. The first time I went to Denton, all I could think about was the best ever death metal band out of Denton. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I love that tie. <laughs> it's a great one. Mm-hmm. So how have you been liking Marfa? Like, what, what's what te- West Texas like? Why is that so hard to say? West Texas. <laughs> a lot of W's. Um <laughs> I, Martha's fun. Um, I mostly stay to myself out here because I'm pretty dang introverted. Um, so if I'm not at home raising the kids, I might be at the shop or like grocery shopping or something. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. It's chill. There's so many people who come through town. There's so many great people who live in town regularly. Um, people might not think they, there's a lot to do out here, but like if you love being outside or you love nature, photography, there's like endless amounts of things to do out here endless amount of things to photograph out here it's really cool that's very cool i i definitely would like to make it out there sometime like Ar- armand you and i oh, so, yeah. yeah i want to armand and i have talked about road tripping out there sometime because i'd like to go down and visit him and spend some time down there and you know before 
before COVID was a thing, we had, we had planned like a, a couple week road trip adventure, but you know, the world had other plans for us. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully y'all will get out here soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm definitely going to be down for I'm I'm planning to make it down this year for that uh, hell or high water. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try really hard to make it um, also. I was hoping that maybe the film society would be down to clown out here in West Texas and we should do like an installation out here sometime. That would be pretty cool. That'd be wicked awesome. Well, I mean, there is branching out happening of the Instant Film Society. Like, I mean, Policon Bay Area has become a thing mostly because of the tenacity of Brian Brooks. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, I still want to make it out to the Bay Area one. I haven't made it out that far yet, but it, I I got to go to the first one and it was really fucking cool and it was the last trip I got to take before the world ended. Um <gasps> and yeah, Brian and Mary and I were talking about like how irresponsible we felt about going in the midst of everything that was going on, but we decided, you know, fuck it. This could be the last trip in a while, so we may as well take yeah. it. And, it was probably uh, the safest time to travel at that point. <laughs> anyway. It was it was a weird time to travel, like on the back end of it. But yeah, I, I think it was a little less crazy than than it's gone now. Like I, I've got some travel coming up next week. I'm going to be going to Toronto for a group show, and then you know, COVID test willing, going to Nashville the week after for uh, for some work training, and that's going to be my first time in in the U.S. since um, the start of 2020. So. Um, yeah that's wild welcome back almost (laughs) (laughs) almost i'll definitely be there in september though for sure um so what got you into photography like you know what what was your start there what drew you into wanting to play with cameras and film and light money on fire well um when i was really young well really young i think i was in like fifth or sixth grade um, I had the opportunity to go to Washington, D.C. with uh, my classmates, and I remember <clears throat> being so pumped because my dad was going to let me take his old uh, Nikon to shoot out there, <laughs> and, um, it, you know, the a 35-millimeter camera, save the roll of film and up, whatnot. And I remember being one of the only kids out there with, like, an actual camera, not, like, a disposable or whatever. And just, like, frantically, like, changing my film in, like, the middle of the Smithsonian Museum. And, like, it's been downhill ever since then. (laughs) (laughs) Like, 1993, 4, something like that. Holy shit. So you've been at it for a while then. Yeah. I I had the opportunity in high school to work on the yearbook at my high school for all four years I was there. And, um... We had a dark room. We did. We didn't have digital when I was in high school. I mean, it existed obviously, but we didn't use it for the yearbook at the time. It was just um, film photography. So I remember finding like refuge in the yearbook room because it was also where the dark room was. And uh, my yearbook teacher was super fucking cool. Shout out Mr. Krause. He's probably not on Instagram, but um, he taught me so much about you know, some processing and all that kind of stuff. So really pumped to bring it back. That's really life. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've met a couple of people that like yearbook was, was what got them into um, photography and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I do have a little bit of regret because like a friend of mine that I went to high school with, she was trying to get me to join the yearbook stuff. And I was like, whatever, nerd. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and, you know, had I had listened to her back then, you know, I would have had a much more um, longer history with film than than what I have now. But, you know, no regrets, right? (laughs) Right, right. That's true. Well, I was also in band in high school, so I was like double nerd yearbook band kid. <laughs> you, what did you play in band? French horn. Oh. I was really good at it too. <laughs> French horn. I that was like way too fancy for me. I was one of those like you know broke ass clarinet kids. Okay, okay, yeah. I never owned a horn. They always the school always had one for me. I wish I owned one. But. Oh, that's cool. Your school had them. Like our our school. I mean, they did have loaner instruments, but they were, like, sketchy. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, my, my parents bought, like, a used one. And then my little brother ended up inheriting it, and he was way better at clarinet than I ever was. So, you know. uh, Have you played since then? Not clarinet, no. Um, I used to play bass guitar oh, cool. in a few punk bands um, here in BC. And, um, fuck, it's been a while since... I've played live. Like, the last time I played live was like 2008. And okay. um, <laughs> it was, it was a ridiculous story, but um, it was for this punk band and we had practiced for like months to do like, there was a whole like slew of shows that um, they had planned. And this was like the very first show that we were supposed to do. And the woman who was like the lead of the band, she was very, um, very much about her and um you know she she needed to be like the star of everything and um i was seeing this russian woman at the time who was a very terrible influence on me and uh we got really drunk before the show and so i was like a little like not super messy but like I was talking to the crowd a lot more than she wanted me to. And I was having a good time. It was fun. I didn't fuck up playing at all. And I thought it was like wicked awesome. And I did a great job and was looking forward to the next shows. And then like afterwards she came up and she's like, yeah, we're not going to need your services anymore. You're just a little too punk for us. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're in a goddamn punk band. Like, you know, a little too punk for them. Hmm. <laughs> yeah well i guess like they're more like green day than they were like you know something like a no effects or something yeah i just i idolized fat mike a little too much for her liking so yeah i understand fat mike's cool i i appreciate fat mike immensely you know he's not for everybody though yeah that's true <laughs> what about you do you <laughs> still play anymore at all no i I wish I would love to source a horn at some point. I stumbled across my old mouthpiece, but it's like very, I would not touch it probably anymore. <laughs> so it's like a biohazard? Yeah, love, yeah, yeah. I don't even know why I kept it. <laughs> probably because it was expensive. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would love to come across a horn sometime, but nope, I don't play anymore. <laughs> you just got to check out like Facebook Marketplace or something. That place has everything. <laughs> That's a good point. I have to be more diligent about that. Uh, DJ Tony Snow says, Sarah, those glasses, you look amazing. Wow, thank you. Vinny Optical. They are really sweet glasses. I saw them on your Instagrams earlier, and I thought they were really rad. Thank you. I appreciate that. 
You are most welcome. They're huge. I love it. <laughs> I, I haven't <laughs> elevated yet to like the huge glasses part of my life, but it's, it's something that I've been toying with of like, yeah. you know, trying to get there, but, um, you know, I just haven't been ready yet. You'll get there eventually. No rush. No rush. <laughs> yeah. One day. So yeah. what, uh, what made you decide to start the, the Marfa film shop? Well, um, I was uh, at our local pool, the hotel pool, last year, and I was having a couple drinks with uh, one of my friends, and I was complaining about um, how I wish I could get my film developed out here, um, and how I wish I could just buy film out here. It would just be so convenient, because I was shooting, like, a whole lot last year. I'm like, wow, I don't shoot that much right now, but... Um, I was complaining about all that. And my friend was like, well, you should just start your own film shop. And I was like, but like, I think I might. <laughs> and then I've just slowly been piecing it together since then. So yeah, I'm real excited about it. So what have been like some of the interesting challenges you've had, like, you know, kicking off a film shop in West Texas? Well, so far, I was lucky to have the space I have right now because I was officing out of it for my day job that I just quit not too long ago. Congratulations. Um, thank you. It was great. Um, so I have the, the location, um, and then I just, I don't know, I had to, like, you know, pull money out of savings and just, like, find uh, wholesalers and make those kinds of relationships with people and, uh, you know, come up with an idea for a store design those weren't really like super challenging. What's been the most challenging is trying to get the dark room into my garage, um, getting a plumber <laughs> to come and, uh, you know, install some sink into my garage. That's, that's the hiccup here is anything related to construction. Cause everybody who does it is so busy out here. So. That's cool. So like, What's your plan for the darkroom? Are you going to be offering like film development or is it just for like your own personal use or? Yeah, it's going to be an extension of the shop for sure. Um, uh, the goal is and has like always been to offer like commercial film processing out here. Um, I know a lot of my friends out here who do shoot film, you know, wish that they had somewhere locally to send their film um, as opposed to having to send it out. Uh, which I, I send my all out to Lone Star Darkroom in Dallas. They've been consistent and just great work, nonstop great work. Um, between uh, them and Armand and Denton, they've been the only two people who have touched my film <laughs> in the last, you know, ugh, like six or seven years, I guess. I don't know. Um, it's hard when you find a lab that you trust a lot. You know, big shout out to Lone Star and to uh, the yeah. Denton Camera Exchange. I, yeah. I'm in a similar boat with like my own film stuff. Like I still send all my stuff back to Toronto, even though I live in Vancouver yeah. now. <clears throat> so yeah, just the goal has been to offer commercial processing. Um, and that's what we're working on. I have uh, all the big pieces. I just have to get those little pieces like plumbing figured out. Um, but I, I have a feeling it'll all, it'll all smooth itself out before too long. Yeah, all in good time. It sounds like you're mm -hmm. making the right moves. Yeah. <laughs> so has the store um, allowed you any opportunity to do any shooting, or have you just been mostly focusing on, on the store at this point? Um, 
I, I shoot for myself sometimes. I, uh, like, I take my nephews out, like, on walks, or, like, we went to White Sands, because it's just, you know, like, a four-hour drive from where we are. Uh, and I'll shoot, like, stuff out there. Um, I did, you know, fingers crossed, it all, like, works out super good. I did just get a gig with, like, the Little League teams here in town, and I'm going to be shooting Little League portraits tomorrow, Ooh. which is really adorable. <laughs> That's really cute. I'm really excited about that, <laughs> and then I'm going to start partnering with the school to do, like, commercial shooting and stuff like that, too. But other than that, I don't know. I need a creative I need a creative project, and Michael, if you're watching this, I do owe you that roll of film. We're double shooting film. I've had his camera for over a year. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, shit. <laughs> I better get on that on my list <laughs> it happens i i get that you know i i've been having a, um a lot of trouble finding creativity since i moved to vancouver myself it's just it's, it's different when you're in a new space for sure how long have you been in uh vc um i've been here for a year almost um it'll be a year next month that, that i've been back in bc and um yeah, it's it's just been different. Um, I didn't realize how much of my practice was sort of tied to access to like the labs and things out in Toronto, and uh, mm-hmm. not having easy access to that has like changed my relationship with my cameras a little bit, and uh, mm-hmm. also like just that I had some really good collaborators out there too that were a lot of fun to work with, and so slowly kind of finding that again out here. Like, um, I'm in this studio space now, which is in an old motel, um, which has been interesting because, like, they've converted this motel into um, an artist's lodge kind of thing. So the 70-odd motel rooms that were here are all now different studio spaces and um, lots of different creatives here, like more photographers, videographers, tattoo artists, fashion designers, painters, like... um, the, the whole gamut, which is kind of interesting. So um, I think it'll be, that, that'll help a little bit. And uh, just getting settled in the space a little bit more, like when they gave me the keys in January, this was a really funky, disgusting motel room mm-hmm. that you could tell had been around since the 50s and it had, it had seen some shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, nice to have a space. <laughs> yeah, it, it, is, it is nice to have a space. And like... The long-term goal with it, I just, I kind of ran out of steam, like, once I finished renovating the main space, is I'd like to, um, I'd like to build a dark room in the bathroom so that I could do uh, printing again, because, um, man, I, I miss printing, like, that was just such a, a cathartic thing to do, to just, like, sit basking in the red light, fucking around, mm-hmm. trying to, like, make prints work out and stuff, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't done that since, um, shit, like, sometime in 2020 was the last time I did it, I think. Gotta set it up, dude. Do it again. Yeah, I've got all the stuff. I just need the motivation. (laughs) I totally understand that. (laughs) Totally understand that. Yeah, it's like, why, why does motivation seem so much harder to find as you get older? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 
I'm so much more interested in sleep nowadays, you know? Sleep is the best. Like, it's like going to be my bedtime in an hour or two. <laughs> I'm a little jealous that you, that you can have that kind of consistency. I'm terrible at like going to bed at a decent time. Um, mm-hmm. cause I'm like, uh, I'm an overthinker and a ruminator. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, when it's bedtime, I'll be like, I'm totally ready for bed. And then I'll like get all settled in and I've got to wear this stupid machine cause I like stop breathing in the middle of the night. <laughs> and so I get all that fit and I'm like totally ready for bed. And then I'll just think of something stupid that happened in the day. And it's like, all right, we're just going to like spin around on this for a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. On the bed right now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, you thought you were going to go to sleep, but no. No, you're going to mm-hmm. think about this thing that you can't change anything about right now, but it's going to, like, consume you until you pass yeah. out from exhaustion. <laughs> yeah, you're going to fixate on it. So, yes, I understand that. I do that sometimes, too. It's the best, right? Mm-hmm. Super productive for my mental health. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't, my therapist would probably disagree with that. <laughs> but you know now i gotta find a new one because i my old one lives on the other side of the country so you know therapy is important if you have access to it and everyone should and that's a real shame that it's not (laughs) as openly available as it should be for sure yeah i'm in between therapists because i just quit my day job which means you know lack of insurance and money (laughs) oh shit yeah it's different in the uh, states with that right Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have health insurance right now. So knock on wood that like, you know, it's going to be fine. But I just keep saying it's going to be fine. (laughs) So do they have like things for like small business owners and stuff like that, where you can, you can get like affordable, like healthcare insurance or things like, like that? Honestly, I'm, I haven't looked into it. I applied on the marketplace and then it told me to call a number and then I called the number, but it was like, I don't understand. So I haven't had to buy insurance in a really long time because I've been lucky enough to have like uh, insurance for the same job that I've had for the last, you know, seven years and uh, figuring it out now is a headache. (laughs) So that's why I don't have so you, you quit a job after seven years. That's that's pretty intense. Yeah, I was, you know, I was actually ready. That's part of the reason also why I opened the film shop. My company, the company I went, was working for, went through a buyout. And uh, those are always so stressful when you're working for a company and they get bought out by a different company. And I don't know, we were a super small tech company. And it just, a lot changed, and I wasn't feeling good about, you know, sticking with the same thing. I'd previously, like, wanted to retire with the company, you know. Great benefits, good money, I can make my own hours, but, nope, wanted to do this full time. It's, yeah, and it's also different, too, when, like, companies do get bought out, like, cultures change and and things like that. Like, I kind of went through something like that at my last job and uh yeah it's just weird how like a a thing like that just upsets everything yeah that that sounded like a big truck <laughs> it was a huge one i was like whoa <laughs> 
Did it have truck nuts, though? That's the important part. I hope it did not. <laughs> <laughs> or like a, you know, let's go Brandon bumper sticker or something like that. Oh, yeah. Luckily, we don't have too much of that out here. Um, all around, though. I don't know. Every time I drive anywhere, there it is. Oops. Yeah, we we have that stuff here in in Canada too, um, but they're a little less clever with it. Um, in Canada, they say uh, "truck Trudeau," <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Someone's very proud of that somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's good job. <laughs> so, Mar- Marfa, I'm, I'm guessing is probably a little bit more of like a liberal kind of place than in Texas, a lot like Denton and, and stuff like that, or. Yeah, yeah. The majority of the folks here uh, vote Democrat and are registered Democrat. A lot of the the people who live on the border of Texas, like the border towns, um, those are a lot of blue states or blue states, blue counties. Um, it's just like you know, central and everything else. It's just, but uh, yeah, it's pretty. It's I, I say it's probably way more uh, liberal, if you will, than Denton. Um, Denton Denton votes pretty red. Didn't really? got a lot of old white mean people there. So, <laughs> man, old white people. When are they gonna die? I know. <laughs> just Someday soon. <laughs> <laughs> Not soon enough. I, I somewhat apologize to all the old white people that may or may not be listening right now. Hopefully, you don't vote red. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> it's kind of an interest yeah it that that's like a whole interesting thing like all that kind of stuff because it's just like you know when did we just stop being decent to each other right like you know it's okay to have a difference of opinion but mm-hmm. like when yeah i just wish we could stop being dicks to each other you know yeah one day maybe yeah one day Maybe. It's, it's like, you know, what, what did Tommy was in the room say? Like, if only people could love each other a little bit more, the world would be a better place. Mm, mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think, like, creativity helps a bit. Like, people being able to express themselves through different mediums um, and have access to outlets and be supported in those outlets. Um Leaves a little less room for like douchebaggery. Yeah. Yeah. And we're kind of hoping on like the back end of this collective experience we've all been going through. Um, we'll see some sort of like, I don't know, like cultural renaissance or something where yeah. some cool shit will start getting made. That would be cool. I mean, just like that or the race wars, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the funny thing with the race wars is, like, you know, white people think they're the shit. But, like, when you look at the, like, you know, different race, like, they're kind of a minority now. Like, there's, there's a lot more mixed people than white people out there. And, yeah, it's just sort of, like, assumed to superiority, I guess. Just... Because, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of things that are not great, but 
<laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like white people are like O'Doyle from um, Billy Madison, where it's just like O'Doyle rules, O'Doyle rules. Exactly. They just have to keep repeating it to themselves or else it's not true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like guys who drive big trucks because they want everyone to know they have the largest, meatiest penises out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, especially out here, especially in Texas, because so many people I know drive trucks. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's the, the doozy driving Miatas that you probably have to watch out for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. Lots of dudes people watch out for. Yes. I mean, yeah. Dudes are pretty problematic. <laughs> it's been, like, more so lately. Yeah. I mean, humans are, too. Like, we're just... Everyone has the capacity to be pretty shitty to each other, you know. Agreed. Humans are super problematic. The yeah, we we kind of are, right? Like, I heard this conspiracy theory that I find kind of amusing because some people believe that like human beings were sent to Earth as like a punishment because like wherever we came from we were so shitty that they're like, nah, you can't be here anymore and just like they sort of used Earth as like a large Australia. And they're like, what? you just fucking go over here and do whatever and like leave this other place alone because you suck at existing. And like we've been left unchecked and you know, we've definitely proven we sort of suck at at existing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Look at the world we're ruining. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily say, like, we're ruining the world because, like, the, the world will heal itself at some point once its ability to sustain life for us sort of ceases and we're not here anymore. The Earth will, you know, a few hundred million years from now um, sort of probably feel the same as, as she did before we showed up on the scene. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed, you know. There's always hope, right? <laughs> yeah i don't but also like the thing that's interesting with that is like we have this like innate ability to destroy things but we also have this like you know equally amazing and, and unique ability to create amazing things of beauty so it's just like i don't know we're very odd creatures that way for sure yeah what's been one of your most favorite projects you've ever worked on? Um, probably when I lived in Denton, um, I had an online publication called The Dentonite, and that was probably hands down one of my favorite projects that I've ever gotten to work on with the community and got to learn about myself, a lot about myself by doing that. And yeah, I don't know. Did you ever get the chance to look at that or hear about that or... Yeah, I, I did check it out and I heard about it. It was very cool. Thank you, thank you. It's a lot of lot of fun to work on. I uh, never figured out how to pay people for working for a publication, but that was really hard for me to do while I was working a full time job too. Um, so we just dissolved it, but it was a lot of fun while it lasted. I think community um, journalism might be a really whatever topic here. I think it's important. I think it's important for people to understand what's going on in their communities, um, especially when there's like a lack of reporting on things that people want to hear from like their local news outlet, you know? 
Yeah, that, that is a really good point because a lot of people focus on like news um, outside of their like local community. Like it's like what's going on in other parts of the world, what's going on in other parts of the country. And um, you know, people aren't as aware of what's happening like, you know, down the street from them or like in the mm-hmm. same city. So, yeah. And I think like independent outlets like that are very important too because like, you know, in... I'm sure it's similar in the States, but like, you know, most of our, our media stuff here in Canada is uh, owned by like the same conglomerate. So even though they are different newspapers with differing opinions, they all have the same daddy. And yeah. um, most of those daddies vote conservative. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little. <laughs> Just a little bit, you know, old, old money bleeds red. <laughs> Yeah, it's very similar here. There's a couple of different, you know, semi-conservative to ultra-conservative daddies holding all the newspapers and news stations. But um, there's still a lot of, you know, independent outlets out there, too, that that get the job done, I think. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, it's important to have that out there. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you think, like, once you get a little more settled with the the a uh, film shop that um, you might get back into journalism at some point or just focus no, on no, you're, yeah. no I'm done that ship so, sailed mm-hmm. yeah As journalism anymore just seems ultra depressing for me and uh, yeah a story for us another time <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds like a, a beers and tacos story yeah. <laughs> or just yeah, like please. maybe like whiskey please <laughs> well if you end up at policon we can definitely make that happen okay cool yeah <laughs> i'm gonna try to that, that would be super rad like it um yeah i'm i missed bay area this year and that was the first time i felt fomo um since all this shit started and i forgot how much it sucks yeah yeah yeah, some of us, like that's how I felt for the last couple of Policons. I couldn't be at, and I'm like, ooh, I want to be there. I know and everyone I, missed you. Um, <coughs> it was nice being able to see everybody's pictures and stories, though, and kind of like be there, but not there. So, I don't know. I'll be there hopefully this year. Fingers crossed. Or maybe we'll just have to like drive out to Marfa and kidnap you. <laughs> yes. Y'all drive all the way out here, grab me, take me back to Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> so you're building a dark room and, and you're going to be doing like um, film processing there. Do you have any other like big plans that you um, are at liberty to discuss with the, the film shop or um, things that are top secret? Um. I'm just trying to take it I don't know, day by day, and I'm, I'm trying to branch out of the actual space as much as possible. So I'm trying to do, like, instant film photo booths and things like that, where I just go, you know, set up a backdrop and take people's instant picture in front of it. Usually I have the instant. I actually have a, um, a photo walk tonight where people can rent the cameras, and then we walk down San Antonio Street right before the sunset. That sounds really cool. Yeah. So, but yeah, just film processing and all that 
fun stuff. Hopefully, I just I don't know if I mentioned I'm a uh, hello uh, financing a scanner, a Naritsu scanner um, that does yeah oh, thirty five. It's like more expensive than my car payment, which is ridiculous. But I'm pumped, and I think it'll be something that'll really help uh, push the services that we're going to offer out here. Also, I can't wait to rescan all of my negatives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, Noritzi's the shit. Like, that's, you're not fucking around there. I'm trying to make it, this, I quit my job <laughs> so I can do this. I, uh, I want it to work out. Um, I really want it to work out. So be on the lookout if anybody's trying to send their film out anywhere in the next couple of months. Nope, not DSLR scanning. We'll be doing a scanning with the Neuritsu. So is that 35 mil only, or can you do medium format with that too? Uh, you can do 120 with it as well. Nice. And I have um, plenty of flatbed scanners, and I think I might actually look into the DSLR scanning, like what Paul mentioned Um for like uh, four by fives and like larger formats and stuff like that. So. Yeah, there's that like uh, negative supply. They make like <laughs> uh, a rig for that kind of stuff, or you can just like cannibalize an old uh, enlarger and steal the copy stand from it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then just yeah, kind of I need to familiarize myself with all that. So. Yeah, I keep telling myself I'm going to do that, and then you know, there's just so many projects not enough time yeah that is that is fact <laughs> that's really cool yeah thank you i didn't know you could finance those things you know i got really lucky when i was looking for it um i'd probably been looking for it for about two months and then i found it and then i found an option with um i was able to finance it which is ridiculous and um I wish I just had endless amounts of money so I wouldn't be paying, you know, like 30% extra <laughs> total ticket here. Oh, but, shit. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous because I'm a new business. So I have like, they just couldn't run like my credit, like my business credit. I don't know how it works. Oh, so you had to um, run it on your own. Mm-hmm. But it is whatever. I have it. It's in my house. <laughs> I have everything I need. Just send me all the good vibes for a plumber. <laughs> you just, you, you need those good plumber vibes. I need yeah. the plumbing vibes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, for the film processing, are you just going to be doing that by hand, or are you going to be getting, like, a, a processor for that stuff, too? Um, I have a Jobo unit that I'm going to be using. Um, pretty pumped about that. Seems very simple. I've never used one before, but I've watched hours worth of videos about it um so yeah once i get that water in there baby then i can set that jobo up (laughs) i can start processing Ah, i'm so excited (laughs) that's wicked awesome thank you it sounds like it's really coming together yes it is slowly but surely it's gotta feel really good you know when when something that you've invested a lot of time in um you can start seeing some fruition from it. Yeah, for sure. So what have been some of the more popular things that, that you sell in the film shop? Well, I cannot keep color 35 millimeter film in stock. 
they just sells out so quickly. Like, I guess I have some Portia 400 left, but I sell out of 800 like that. I sell out of E100 really quick. Um, I sell out of all of my instant film cameras. Like, I've sold out of all of my Lomo instant cameras, all of my Polaroids. I just made a huge reorder last week from, like, four different wholesalers. So I'll be getting more stuff. I'm extra broke right now. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, we, we sell a lot of everything, honestly, like films. People want films, nonstop films, and shirts that say Marfa. I don't know, if you want a shirt that says Marfa, I also have that here. So. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I might just have to hit you up on that. <laughs> but I, I feel like I need to come to Marfa to get a Marfa shirt. Like, I agree. You should come to Marfa to get the Marfa shirt. Yeah, because I just I I think I would feel um, I wouldn't feel good about like wearing a shirt about a place that I haven't been before. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Unless I had like a massive Marfa fetish, and it's like you know all I could think about was Marfa, and it's just like you know it was like my life's dream to go to Marfa. It's like you know <laughs> I have like Marfa like pin flags in my room, and like you know. I'll tell you what. Once you get your plans to come out here, I'll mail you a shirt like two weeks before you come out here so you can like get really pumped up about West Texas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That sounds like a good plan. I'm, I'm down for that. <laughs> um, where is it here? I feel like Dan says legendary chat. He can't stick around for long, but he wanted to say hi. Hello. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate you popping in, man. Have you have you checked out um, any of Dan's work? Um, I am horrible at speaking on the moment. I have no idea. I probably have because I creep on everybody on Instagram, <laughs> but I couldn't speak to anybody's specific work at the time, at the moment. <laughs> Dan, Dan's a new young up and comer in the game, and. Oh. Uh, yeah, there's he, he's he's part of that like next generation of like instant photographer that uh, is going to replace all of us. Nice. Okay. Well, then I'll for sure have to check out Dan, so he can teach me what's going on in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, he's like been magging into like four by five stuff, and uh, oh. you know, I admire that immensely because like large format is uh, psychotic. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, I still am dreaming about buying an 8x10 at some point. That That's the long-term dream. That would be nice, wouldn't it? I want one too, but I haven't the time for it right now. <laughs> yeah, I guess it, I guess it's hard when, when you have to spend so much time on the business and stuff. Um, you can't really get out and work on, like, other projects and things. Um, yeah. Have you thought about adding, like, a studio component to the shop at some point? Um, it'd be nice. I don't have the room for it right here. Okay. Um, just have like, like a hundred square feet. <laughs> it looks so cool in there though. Thank you. I, I think it looks cool too. It's due for a, a good re-merchandise. And that's what I'm going to do when I get all my orders in. So I love it in here though. Yeah, I can, I can see you being very proud of that space. That's a very cool space. Yeah, I like it a lot. You're most welcome. That's so cool. And 
that you said the photo walks tonight that yeah yeah i have a photo walk at eight i actually just saw three folks walk by and i'm like is that my group for tonight i don't know <laughs> maybe they're early if they are so and but, so like is that going to be like a, a consistent thing you're going to do is just to offer these photo walk adventures or yeah, I think so. Um, I have uh, have a group on Saturday that I'm picking out as well. People email me and text me about it, so I'm happy to do happy to do all those things and book those for people who are interested, even if it's not available online. But yeah, I think so. I like doing the photo walks. They're fun. That's cool. It, do you post uh, about any of this on like? Do you have like a website for the the film shop, or just mostly Instagram, or? Yeah, I do. Uh, the website is uh, MarthaFilmShop.com. And uh, I probably update up, uh, Instagram more than anything. Okay. But uh, you can book the photo walk or however through the website, too. So. All right. So, yeah, if you want to check out more, is it www.MarthaFilmShop.com? M-A-R-F-A-F-I-L-M-S-H-O-P.com? Yeah. <laughs> you need to get like a jingle going for it. It's like M A R F A. Now, oh, dang it. Now I'm going to have that. Uh, what is that? Oh, shit. I, I, can, I can hear it in my head, but I can't say it out loud. That 2 300 Empire. <laughs> oh, man. I remember that ad because, like, I had to watch a lot of American ads growing up and, like, I don't remember where it's from, but I remember the Empire part. Like, fuck. Yeah. 1-800-235-Empire. I don't know. There's a TikTok. Like, Google like Google that number plus TikTok, and there's, like, a whole bunch of uh, people, like, breaking it down. Like, the 2-300-Empire today. And it's like, 2-300-Empire. That gets, what is it? Is this the right button? <laughs> Zena called it here. 1-800-588-2300-EMPIRE. <laughs> but what were they? What did they sell? Carpet, maybe? <sighs> yeah, it was... Was it carpet cleaning or new carpets? I don't know. We need to find out now. Where is it here? One. Control Google. Yeah, we're going to check out Google. <laughs> Sorry, I just have to like move to use my computer here. <laughs> yeah, I can't. My mouse is not even charged. <laughs> Flooring. <laughs> they just said. Yeah, here we go. 800-588-2300 Empire Today. Let me, let me see if I can play this shit. If it'll be... Oh, wait. Yeah. Wait, no. I think I know how to do this. Just... just. You play that jingle, it's going to get me rowdy. I'm just saying. It's, it's happening. We're going to... I think I can do this with this like new fancy, fancy um, recording machine.
Hopefully this doesn't fuck it all up, but let's let's see what happens here. There we go, Roadcaster Pro Stereo. Okay, okay. I think I think we. Is this it? Is it happening? Hello, Internet. Eight hundred five eight eight two three hundred Empire. That's so good. <laughs> Is this, someone made a logo history of Empire. It's like a five-minute video. Why? No, we don't need that. Why? Why do we need a five-minute video of that? And there's an eight-minute video of all of the Empire commercials from 1979 to 1983. <coughs> Excuse me, that's a long time. Okay. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> this roadcaster thing is is kind of fucking cool. Um, I guess it was worth wasting a whole bunch of money on. <laughs> Where is it here? Shades. What? It, yeah, flooring. Yeah, it was so it was it was cool. Someone's like they sold empires. That would be hilarious if like you know they sold empires. I think like Donald Trump would be their number one customer. Look, I called for the Empire package and it was supposed to be great and it was supposed to be totally good. And you know, Joe Biden took it away from me, you guys. You're crooks, you're criminals. Oh man, you do a great Trump. Uh I hate that guy. But I'm still waiting for JFK Jr. to come back and take his rightful place as the president of the United States. Oh, Lord, help us all. <laughs> that, uh, was a real that happened. Yeah. yeah I, I think that, like, that really sort of, it killed a lot of hope that I had about, like, humanity that people actually believed these dead people were going to come back from the grave. And it's like, look, we've all watched enough Walking Dead to know that you don't want hey. dead people to come back, let alone run the fucking country. <laughs> like, do you think zombie Robert Kennedy is going to be cool? Like, what the fuck? Like, eh. <laughs> I try not to comprehend that because it just hurts. It's it's not comprehensible at all. Like it's just um I don't know. Reprehensible. Not comprehensible. Oh, it is reprehensible. I think they deserve this noise though. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, I think this is the one. I need to program this into like my sound thing so it's like here all the time, but they deserve this. <laughs> that should be on the soundboard for sure. It should. You know where that's from, though, right? Um, I've heard that sound about 100,000 times, but no. What's the origin? Okay. I'm going to find the theme song that it goes to. And maybe that will. Oh, 
let him know what he's won. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, yeah, I didn't. That is that sound. That is that sound. Yeah, it, it's when people lose, you know. It's weird to me now, though, that Drew Carey runs this show. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Because, yeah. like, if, if anyone could come back from the dead, it should be Bob Barker to just run the prices right forever. Like, ever. Or that's theory when you need it. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's the only zombie person I'll approve of is Bob Barker to come back and run the prices right until they just, like, chain him up so he can't bite people. But give him the, <laughs> give him the mic. You know, and I always loved that mic he had. It, it was like always so weird, that big, like long antenna looking thing. You know, mm-hmm. if there's any proof that celebrities are aliens, that microphone was it. That's a good point. That's a really good point. The things were alienistic. Oh, someone that Waster of Silver said, uh, not zombies. Kennedy, Elvis, and Tupac are hanging out waiting to come back. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. <laughs> I mean,. Apparently, like, I saw a thing on TikTok recently that there was an Elvis sighting. I don't believe it. I mean, it's totally plausible. It could be. And also, like, there's some other, like, rapper out there that apparently is Tupac. He, like, had his tattoos stripped off and, like, grew dreadlocks and shit. And uh, he's still alive making rap music. Who knows? Maybe. It's totally possible. Oh, my photo walk people are here. All right. Well, thank you so much for hanging out. Um, thank you. I appreciate you spending some time with uh, with me on the chat here. Um, I'm going to have Mr. Mocha walk us out. Yeah. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in and spending some time. Um, join us next week. We're going to have Olivia Sharp on here. Um chatting with us i can't remember where she's from now. but olivia sharp will be here and uh i think it's gonna be a fun chat i'm gonna be doing it from toronto so um be a little different i won't be able to like play show jingles from toronto but uh, you'll just have to wait until i'm back in vancouver but thank you so much sarah for joining and thank you everyone for hanging out with us and uh this is a lot of fun and i'm looking forward to seeing you in person soon yeah soon thank you so much for having me on your show i appreciate it no problem. I hope you have a great photo walk. I'm excited to hear how it goes. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to hanging out. I'll talk you afterwards. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Take care, Bye. everyone, and have a great weekend. Bye. Bye.